All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, my name's Aleda. I'm Miranda. And together, and together we are the Psychics. Psychics. Yay. And we're back for another week of fun and foolery because comic books are amazing, <laughs> particularly this one. Yes. Yes. So this week we'll be talking about DC and Marvel present the Uncanny X-Men and the New Teen Titans. Woo! From 1982. Yes. There's no like subtitle. That's just the title. I had a blast trying to find this. So Maria had to give it, give me the link. Yeah, it's, this is, if you couldn't tell from the title, this is a crossover event. Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, that's part of the reason why it was so hard to find. Mm-hmm. is that starting from the mid-1970s up until 1980, actually this one, this was the last one that they did for over a decade. So from like the mid-1970s to the 1982, they would have like these regular crossover events where they would have like Spider-Man v. Batman or Wolverine v. Batman. Lots of v. Batmans. Because <laughs> he's baller. <laughs> we all want to see him fight everybody. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. But they would have like all of these crossovers, right? They kind of had a system of reciprocity. So like one of their crossovers would be released under Marvel and then another crossover would be released under DC, right? Mm-hmm. And then in 1982, they had, 1982 was kind of like the heyday. This comes out. This one is wildly popular, very well received. This is considered um, arguably the best intercompany crossover of all time. And they have like all of these future plans. So there was supposed to be a sequel to this was published under DC that was done, handled by the Titans uh, creative team of Marv Wolfman and George Perez. And then they also were supposed to have an Avengers JLA crossover. Mm -hmm. But then the editors got into a fight. And everything changed. (laughs) And everything changed when the editors attacked. (laughs) Damn it. They got into their feelings. Yep. So they got in. we suffered. No. We did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so they got into like this massive fight and basically like they just it, they did not collaborate again for over a decade. And they also kind of it's these things are in like weird places because the characters are still owned by like the separate companies. And so neither one would kind of let them go to be republished. And so that's why uh, this one was super hard to find. And we we basically found pictures that somebody took from their OG copy. Mm-hmm. So. We'll be talking about it today. Yeah. Do we know, do you know the creative team? I do. I do know the creative team. All right. The creative team for this one was all the X-Men, right? Was all like the X-Men creatives. Okay. So it was written by Chris Claremont, uh, penciled by Walt Simonson. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Inked by Terry Austin. Letters were done by Tom Orzikowski. Okay. And then the colorist, uh, the colorist was Glynis Vine, Wine, one of those two. The colors are amazing. Mm-hmm. So pretty. Yes. Uh, and then edited by Louis or Luis Jones and Len Vine. All right. All right. So Miranda, have you read this before? No. Had you? No, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> ah. How did you feel about it? What were your first impressions? Uh, man, I loved it. I I love the idea of it. The fact that it is so highly acclaimed is kind of amazing to me. It, it, crossovers are generally, in my experience, crossovers are generally seen as a crash gap, uh, not a crash crab, a cash <laughs> grab. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're generally seen as like a cash grab. And so the fact that not only was this one well-received, but it's like considered to be a very good like storytelling and art mm-hmm. was super intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. And then also the fact that it's not a rock'em sock'em. Yeah. Because like a lot of the times when they're crossovers, it's somebody be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I thought that's what it was going to be. I mean, this wasn't like incredibly long. Oh, thank goodness. But <laughs> yeah. it was like roughly half of our normal graphic novel. Like. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> I, so I was kind of expecting like Titans versus X-Men and mm-hmm. then just letting it be like an all out battle. Yeah. Because I think Mark Wade is the one that was like, yeah, they used to do them and they just fought each other all the time. That's Mark Miller. Mark Miller? Okay. I get the Marky Marks confused. Yeah. Mark Wade is the, is the historian. Mark Miller is the one that's like, yeah, it'd be awesome if they hit each other. Uh, yeah. Civil War is the one I was thinking of. And that's, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was like expecting, but it ended up not necessarily being that. Like there's definitely still fights and stuff because it's a comic book and there's action. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was my first time reading it and I enjoyed it. It it has like 80s vibes, 100%, where it's just like some, they say some off the wall shit. I'm just like, okay, but it's so funny. And I still really like Beast Boy. <laughs> or yeah, he's funny in this he is. as always. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the panel where they forgot to color him green? Uh, I don't think I noticed it. We'll go over it when it comes up. <laughs> yeah i really enjoyed it it was pretty simple i do like the simplicity of like some of the older comics where it's like the a b and c and then you can like read in nuance but sometimes i think newer comics get very complicated you're like what the fuck like what Mm -hmm. are we doing yeah and there is a magic chair (laughs) that i had to text miranda about and we'll get into that that's that's the title of the episode (laughs) the magic like the uncanny x-men and the new teen titans like was it the two dots colon Uh the magic chair yes that will be the episode title yeah anything else before we get into it um not really i think like the the big thing is that this was the most successful crossover that they did and this was the last one that they did it was kind of the end of their partnership for over a decade that's sad that it was the end but at least we got this one. Yeah. Oh, man. George Perez, who was supposed to draw the JLA uh, Avengers crossover, was bitter about it. To, was a bitter about it ending to like the day he died. I would be too. What the fuck? <laughs> like, right. It's a missed opportunity. Because if this made, if this was successful, that means they did make money off of it. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, like I'm sure he had like a fun story he wanted to explore. And they're like, no, we hate each other. And he's like, the art. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for the art <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> but yeah so let's get into it the first well the first thing we i see is like dark side being big and luminous and then exit uh professor x and then we have fiend oh dark phoenix and then everybody at the bottom so mm-hmm. we have the teen titans and then the x-men running to action yeah. it's a very pretty cover yeah it's very like dynamic Yes. All right. Oh, and this was a $2 book in 1982. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does it start at Apocalypse Now? Oh, I see like, and now a word or two from Kitty Pride. Yeah. Marvel Comics is power. And we're cute too. I don't know. It says this book was distributed by Marvel and it shows. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and then Apocalypse Now, and there it's so go. pretty. Yes. Next page. We've got Dark Side, the leader of Apocalypse, which uh, Apocalypse and New Genesis are the ones are where Orion's from. So this is Orion's dad. Mm. Um, from the from the Wonder Woman New 52 run. Nice. But this was written in, I believe, the 70s. Like they were they were created in the 70s by Jack Kirby. And it was kind of supposed to be a great it, it was Jack Kirby's effort to create sort of like a comic book mythology. That's that's the only way I can think of to describe it. And so like New Genesis were the good gods and then Apocalypse were the bad gods. And they were in like this eternal conflict between good and evil. OK, thank you. I like that. Yeah. All right. Dark side is like our stand in for evil. And then uh, Metaton, who is the person he's talking to, mm-hmm. um, is kind of like a god of knowledge. Okay. Just his whole goal is he wants to know everything. <sighs> the crystal, the crystal skulls <laughs> strike back. They do. I will never leave me alone. I haven't watched that movie in like as long as it's been out since it came out. 10 years at least. All right. Also, we see the magical chair. The Mobius chair. But it means nothing at this point. <laughs> no, it's it's just a chair. It's a chair with the cherry chair. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. They're just talking. They're setting up something. A final yep. quest and Demian over the stars. Fist. Ha 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 ha. There we go next. Yeah. And it's... then we see. <laughs> this is my favorite panel. <laughs> we see fucking Wolverine. Doing a cannonball. This? It's just the way they drew it is so good. Alayda. I'm losing my mind. Alayda. Yes. <laughs> yes. We. Canada. Ah, yes. Cannonball. <laughs> yeah. So um, so basically uh, Darkseid and Metron are basically doing a power exchange. Mm-hmm. So within the greater mythology of like Jack Kirby's characters, uh, Metron gives Apocalypse the power to use boom tubes and he gives it in exchange for the power source to power his uh, Morbius chair. And so he's exchanging another weapon to Apocalypse or to Darkseid in order to break the wall, which I can only assume is the fourth wall. (laughs) Is not Morbius, but... um... The knowledge guy, Metron, is Metron. he mm-hmm. is he a bad guy too, or is he just like a guy? Uh, he's just a guy. He just wants to know everything, and he's a dick about it. So he's a chaotic neutral. Yeah, he's like, uh, well, I mean, if we're gonna go back to Indiana Jones, like the lady wasn't a Nazi because she necessarily believed in the Nazis. She was a Nazi because it got her to the Crystal Skulls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So yeah, that happens. Th- thank mm-hmm. you for explaining that panel because I was like, uh, they like talk to each other about being powerful, as they always do. Villains. Yep. <laughs> yep. And meanwhile, at the Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters, we see them in the danger room. I don't know if that's what they call it in X Men, but it's the one where it's like the simulation, the hollow deck. Yeah. <laughs> weapons. It's- I, do they have this? Is this like an actual like a thing that they regularly have in X Men comics? Mm, they have it in the show. Yeah, okay. it's like their training room. It's their gym. <laughs> There's like scenarios and like well, Xavier I mean... watches them do it and like kind of gives them notes. At least in X Men Evolution, <laughs> the teenager okay. one. <laughs> okay, I'm. I think the only thing that could possibly motivate me less to go to the gym is the idea of a gym that shoots at me. Mm-hmm. 
yeah you know i understand that feeling i don't want to die when i'm at the gym i'm just trying to be done with it but yeah so we see cannonball cannonball logan (laughs) i'm just gonna call him yes we canada yes we canada is going through (laughs) and he has the pointy the pointy mask and then nightcrawler who i i love nightcrawler Mm -hmm. i don't know why i think i just really like his powers uh Mm -hmm. it's fantastic and then we i always forget his name he looks like metal oh thank you i was like metal captain planet (laughs) (laughs) he's there and they're doing (laughs) they're doing the little they're training they're they're like and he fucking wolverine he goes hey charlie how much longer do we have to do this and he's like can you please call me by fucking name (laughs) and then fucking wolverine's like no (laughs) i'm gonna do that (laughs) in the next he shoots missiles at them then charles xavier shoots missiles at them and what i can only assume is petty revenge would you give an opportunity to shoot missiles at someone if they were just disrespecting your authority (laughs) if you knew they would be fine i mean you know who among us hasn't worked with teenagers look or like weird (laughs) middle-aged people weird like the power trip ones yes yes oh sir can you not touch that what this click breaks why did it break why would you put it there? why would you touch it why would you put it there you know who you are Okay, so then we get a little exchange between uh, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler <laughs> and Wolverine, and or what? What were you calling him? Canada? <laughs> yes, we Canada. He okay. So we get a never exchange. let it be forgot that Wolverine is Canadian. We'll never let it go. So we see Nightcrawler like it's not a suplex, but it's definitely like a wrestle move, and he like launches Wolverine. Kind of, he flips him. Yeah, it's like a roller derby. He whips him. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't whip it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And he tells him like, hey, one of these days you're going to push the professor too far. And yes, we Canada says, I've been a rebel all my life, pal. I like it too much to change. What? <laughs> okay. I've been translated as I've been a dick my whole life and I'm not going to do anything about it. It's Wolverine is like, what, 200 years old at this point? Is he? he I think so. He's immortal. Yeah. Oh, I never his healing factor like stops him. I never considered that he's very old. Oh my god, (laughs) his whole life is being a dick and getting into fights. Ultimate meathead. Yeah, and so then we (laughs) we see them and still the training montage, and they're basically like I think they're just explaining their Mm -hmm. their powers. You know, Wolverine's just kind of strong. Metal Captain Planet, Colossus is just like not phased by any missiles yep. they just hit him and he's indestructible he's, he's durable he is durable <laughs> you don't need to buy that lifetime warranty for him no no and then nightcrawler can teleport as well as being a freaky demon thing that like bounds around i love him <laughs> he's great i just always liked his power that yeah. was like the power that i wanted teleportation like, yeah I was like, yes because yeah. i hate it has gotten worse like as i've gotten older like i just I don't like sitting around. <laughs> I mm-hmm. like traveling is so difficult. I, like I just want to like poof my way to where I need to be. I would miss no appointments. I'd be there right on time. It, I <laughs> was there ever a power that you saw like within the X Men teleportation? Teleportation too. Fuck I have yeah, always dude. wanted teleportation. 
Cause like everyone's like flying. I want flying. Everyone wants flying, but it's like, it's, I assume that flying is still a muscle and like I can <laughs> run, but I don't run. I wonder if they're, if they get cold. I, well, I mean, Superman, Superman does wear a blankie. So uh, storm also has one. <laughs> yes. Who else flies? Uh, two. Uh, does wonder woman fly? Um, sometimes, sometimes no, originally no, but more and more like recently. Yeah. She flies more and more recently, but it's not really, it depends who's writing her. Cause mm. I think a lot of the times they just kind of give wonder woman powers because no one bothers to read a wonder woman book before writing her. Oh my God. <laughs> so, but that's why she doesn't originally fly, which is why she had the invisible jet. <gasps> right. Cool. Okay. Oh, so, uh, starfire flies. Starfire, yeah. Oh, but yeah, I don't think she gets cold. <laughs> she's no, like, I mean she's from space, so yeah, the ultimate cold. Um, <laughs> okay, so then they're doing that, and then okay, yeah. this little this drawing of him smiling, yeah, is very like salesman. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, I'm impressed because he didn't kill them. <laughs> and then we see Kitty. You live another day, Wolverine. You live another day, even though I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> And Kitty phases through a wall. Yeah, I liked her power too. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I I just like the X Men because I also okay. really like Storm. <laughs> I love Storm. Okay, never mind. The the reality is I like all of them. Okay, I don't like Scott. I think he's an asshole. Well, I mean, no one likes Scott. Like, I think if Scott Summers is your favorite X Men, that's like that's like uh, Hal Jordan being your favorite Green Lantern. Mm. You know, like it's not technically bad. But it makes me ask some questions. <laughs> but you become immediately suspicious. <laughs> That's too funny. Okay, so we see Kitty and she walks through and she's like, dinner's ready. Mm-hmm. And they explain that she phases through walls. And then we see Scott and they're setting up that he cheats at pool. <laughs> we see Scott <laughs> destroying their billiards room. What an ass with his laser beam eyes i did not know that he wore ruby quartz lenses and i thought that was so cool <laughs> i was like oh geology how neat and then we see aurora storm yeah and aurora she, is her aurora is her name, her name name yeah yeah she wasn't named storm like she didn't come first yeah. out of the like the womb and they called her storm immediately yeah <laughs> they so knew she's looking stylish as hell i love her She's got like a members only jacket, an ascot, a like cool turban, her hair is flowing and she's watering her house plant like a boss by making it rain. Amazing. I could only aspire. Yeah, this this book was written by um, Chris Claremont, who was a longtime X-Men writer. Mm. And it shows like mm-hmm. this man loves them. Mm-hmm. It He absolutely loves them. Like there's some points in this comic where like it's a little bit Mary Sue-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that one point in time when like deathstroke the terminator is like i admire them yes <laughs> and i'm like oh oh this is just this guy padding up his faves yeah would you know make sense whether <laughs> your faves so we get like a cute little like thing kitty like they're basically like kitty worked really hard on the food but she's really nervous because like what if it's bad or she kills them oh my god yeah because she's like the little kid in their their group mm-hmm. how and old are they supposed to be I- 25 i don't know because <laughs> uh, i mean kitty the x-men i think kitty's probably like er like young adult between 18 to like 20 maybe 
but I'm not too familiar with their ages. I just know, like, Storm's always been an adult. Scott's always been, like, the older teenager or the, mm-hmm. the oldest of the young ones. I mean, Wolverine's a 40-year-old man. Yes. So. Yeah, and then, beca- and then like, Mystique's an adult, too. And Mystique, uh, what's his name? Nightcrawler is, like, Mystique's son. So he's well, young. Mystique is also, I think, immortal. Fuck, dude. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So we got like really, really old ones. And then mm-hmm. Professor, who's like probably like in his 50s. I would say they're all like in their 20s. But if they were teenagers, I wouldn't be surprised. But they're just drawn older. Okay. So. Okay. Because like, um, because like they make a point of referring to the Titans as children. And mm-hmm. Kitty Pride and Garfield Logan are the same age. And I think he's supposed to be like 15, 16. Okay. Magneto is somewhere in his 90s. He does not make an appearance. So we don't need to know that. Uh, yeah. Nightcrawler. I mean, Magneto, we can trace his age because he was a child during the Holocaust. Oh, okay. So Nightcrawler is like in his early 20s when he joined the team. Okay. Colossus is in his late 20s. Okay. Kitty joined at 13. Oh, God. He's in his late 20s and him and Kitty were flirting. Oh, that's gross. Wait, how old did you say Kitty was? Kitty was 13 when she joined. I don't know if that means she's... I'm, um, uh, I think we need to call some people. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, let me just read what this says. Because her name is Kate, I think. Kate Pride. It, mm-hmm. Kate Pride and Iceman joined the team around the same age, figuring that the all-new, all-different team was 10 Marvel years ago. Kate's first appearance was about a year after that The te- after that team came together, figuring that she was about 13 or 14 at the oldest when her powers had just manifested. She is now in her early 20s. So <clears throat> I think current. I'll see when this article is written. Okay, is that is that like current continuity? Because I know in current continuity she's a pirate. This was published twenty twenty one, so yeah. Okay, so she's supposed to be like twenty. So in current continuity, she's a pirate. Yeah, and she's twenty three. Teen. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So and should we say that like the nineteen eighty two version is conservatively fifteen? I would say about fifteen. And then uh, Storm, she was about twenty or twenty two when she's joined, so she's probably like in her thirties. Jean is older. She's around 30 or 31. Mm -hmm. Wolverine is 200. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So these are their, these aren't their 1982 ages. These are their like current continuity ages. Uh, It's kind of like when they joined. Okay. And now kind of where they're at. So I would just, honestly, I would just place a lot of them at like 20, between 20 and like 35, Okay, which is a big span, except Kitty. Kitty's probably 15 in this. Scott is probably like 23 in this. Jean is right. probably, I think Jean's older than Scott. Man, but she like robbed the cradle with him. Uh, she did. Uh, the, it's weird because it's like they start and then like for everything I've read with them, it's kind of been like when you you start watching the the shows or reading it, it's like Jean and, and Scott have been with the X-Men and they're hoping they're helpers right they're helping recruit people yeah because they're like teachers yeah so yeah is this I a think... real school did they like learn math yeah in the okay so my mine my like experience with it was the the show and mm-hmm. they did it was like they lived on it was like a boarding school mm-hmm. but they went to real school so they didn't okay. learn the sciences like your they didn't learn the the standard curriculum right at, at the uh, school for gifted mutants or whatever they learned it at the like county school basically and then they so, would do- whoa, whoa 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 yeah so you're saying that this was like um like a group home so the school for gifted youngsters was not a school it was like a group home for mutants mm-hmm. and then they just went to public school yeah 
in the show. What a scam. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess so long as like, they're actually learning. Cause you know, I mean, if my mom sent me to school and then my professor shot missiles at me, she'd be pissed. Yeah. And then they did have, oh, what's his name? Beast. Yeah. He was like, he was like the, the smart one. So he was there and I think he helped them, but. Right. It wasn't like they were taking courses there. I don't think so. And then I would say Storm was kind of like the counselor. She was cool. You know, she was the the cool aunt. Scott, yeah. Scott was a dick. And then, okay, let me tell you what I know about like the X Men fucking show. So they were all teenagers. (laughs) They're all teenagers. (laughs) And then Scott and like, I think Scott and Jean were either, they were like seniors or something. They were like Mm -hmm. the older teenagers right and then we had the rest of them and they were like freshmen and sophomores and then there was fucking wolverine and he was just like the grumpy uncle and then scott and wolverine just didn't get along because mm. and i mean that makes their rivalry much worse if like scott was like a 19 year old like because can you imagine a 40 year old like fighting a 19 year old yeah and it's kind of confusing i started watching it again like a couple like a year or two ago it's a little confusing because they were the show had to solve the problem that they like they were older but they still a lot of the problems happened at the school right because then they also had like the the so the uh, we'll get back to this comic i swear guys uh the like bad mutants or the villain mutants yeah. um so mystique was the principal at the school that they went to and that's what, what yeah you gotta watch it and that <laughs> it's on disney what? why was she the principal i mean because magneto placed her there to end the x-men and so she has like her squad of teens (laughs) i'm sorry are you telling me that 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 we're that we're framing this like professor x He's got a commune. He's got a cult commune. And then the kids off of the cult commune are going to school. And the principal is trying to get them away from the cult. And we're supposed to see her as the bad guy. So when you say it like that, (laughs) yes. But I will say she was trying to like convert them to her cult. It's more like nobody's safe. They're they're both cults. But (laughs) right, uh, right. Yeah, and so she had like. Wait, her- is this where all the Toad cosplayers on te- on TikTok come from? Is this TV show? Oh, I haven't seen them. <laughs> I have not seen them, but maybe he's like obviously like green. Oh no, he's like he's not green. He's green in the moves, just like a white kid. Yeah, he just looks and grungy, like shaggy. Yeah, that's basically it. And then they have oh my god, Miranda! I can talk about the show for so long. So they have they have like a love interest, kind of. It's not really a love interest. It's just like rogue is like new i think kind of in it and they pick up new they pick up like mutants right right like there's there's jubilee with their sparkler fingers Mm -hmm. and so they have rogue and then like the guy i don't know his fucking name avalanche maybe he he makes like earthquakes and he's trying to like recruit rogue to go to the other one that's like one episode that's not the whole thing was it rogue raised by mystique Mm, i don't think so not in the show okay not that I remember it, but maybe. Because so. I know I know Rogue, like my understanding of the comics is Rogue has like two lesbian moms and it's Mystique and um Adelaide. Adelaide. Sweet. I don't know if they explore that in the in the thing. I don't know if they explore that Mystique's Nightcrawler's mom either in this. I think maybe like in the later season. 
but I just remember the first couple, the first few episodes well, because I've rewatched them a few times. And they used mm-hmm. to play all the time on like Disney XD or whatever. Okay. But yeah, it's. <laughs> this is wild. It's funny. I really liked it. Like I ate it up as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were a bunch of cool teenagers. <laughs> and I was little watching them. But yeah, they get into like high school bullshit and, you know, they have to save their schools from their right. tyrannical leaders <laughs> that are pinning them against each other. <laughs> right but yeah it's just why not just withdraw them out of school homeschool them less relatable than public school (laughs) even though it's very glamorized public school (laughs) okay all right back to this comic all right all right we're back in thank you for some context (laughs) you're welcome what is happening here tv show context so we get back in Mm -hmm. and then they all get like the itis so they take a nap was too bomb and uh so professor x falls asleep and he is at a weakened state so somebody comes and like touches his temple and they cause um they basically like his thoughts are tapped and the essence of his memories are drawn forth her name is jean gray and she was an x-man boom 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 and then all the other x-men thoughts get tapped yes they all sleep like rocks yep and they're they're basically just pulling from everyone what they remember from of Jean, right? And like her yeah. story really quickly, which I thought this was like very masterful the way they did it. Yeah. Because they literally tell you in one, two, three, in five panels, like, yeah, she was an X-Men and she's really powerful. And then she went a little, she went kind of evil. Yeah. And then she can destroy the whole world. If you want. All the information you needed, you need. In five panels or less. I love it. Let's yep. keep it succinct. <laughs> and then finally, Kitty, Kitty's the last one. She wakes up. Imagine this. Like, you're just like a little kid. And then that face is staring at you. Terrifying. It's She time. eats herself out of bed. Like, she just sinks into the floor. Yep. And screams, awaking everybody in the house. They mm-hmm. run. They comfort her. Yep. And then, uh, oh, hold on. I'm going to put a pause. So okay. back to the TV show. Because I wanted to tell you and I forgot. So they, the like nice X-Men live in like the mansion and the X-Men that are like Mystique's X-Men live in yeah. like a fucking worn down house. What? <laughs> no, they're like in. They're criminals. A... Can't they just take a house? Well, they're like squatting in a house. They don't take care <laughs> of the fucking house. Anyways, I just need to tell you that part because she was crazy. Okay. I, listen, all right. I, I think me becoming evil is a very distinct possibility if I ever had superpowers. Okay. Because, like, I'm a little controlling. And I've accepted that. That's my personality. It's my cross to bear. But, like, I'm not going to live in, like, a shitty cave. Dude. All right? Well, Mystique doesn't live with them. So I'm sure she lives. Oh, does she have her own house? They're, like, abandoned teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) They're just. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a nightmare. Just, like, teenagers in a house. Unsupervised. (laughs) Is it a wonder that they always lose? <laughs> they do not like eat vegetables. They need Maslow's hierarchy of needs to be met for them to be good fighters. Okay, back to this comic book. I, I just, just the existential <laughs> horror. I knew it, this would that information would break your brain a little bit. <laughs> you gotta watch the show, dude. Like you gotta do it. I think I'm just gonna feel bad for them. <laughs> maybe but also both okay okay all right so 
They all wake up and Scott is late to the party. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I had a dream. I had a nightmare. And then everyone's like, I had a nightmare too. But Scott retells his nightmare first and it was um Jean. Yeah. Yep. And she's like, Scott, my love, help me. And oh no, no, no. That he talks about happening? it. You no, know, he mentions he had a dream about her. Oh, and then and there's he's... a knock on the door. <laughs> Oh, I thought he was recounting it. No, that's not a dream sequence. It's oh, there's a knock sh- on the door and he opens the door and he sees her and then she does the ghost thing. So is it not? Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. Great. Well, we get this really cool panel at the end. <laughs> I thought this panel would look cool because Jean like runs to him to hug him and then disappears. It's beautiful. And um, the use of color and yeah. line is gorgeous. Yeah. Very, very cool. And then we go to the next page. Meanwhile, in New York City, we hit the Teen Titan Tower. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Let's go. And we see Raven, and she is also having night terrors. Yep. It's her bird self against another bird person. She wakes up screaming. Her bird alter ego versus yeah. another bird. Oh my God. Do you think, think Raven's a furry? I think Beast Boy's a furry. Well, I mean, Beast Boy has no control over that. He just is. Mm. But I mean, Raven, when Raven, whenever Raven like conceptualizes her inner being outside of her physical form, it's always like a shadow bird. I feel like the answer is yes. And I don't know how I feel about it, but it's okay. Everyone is their own person. What do, what do bird furries do? I don't know. Squawk. It's like animal furries can get little like ears and stuff and tails and things. A beak. A beak. They just wear a beak. And like bird shoes. <laughs> oh my god like big bird big bird no <laughs> not big bird oh they all... it's sesame street yep they all get sesame street slippers okay so we see furry furry raven yep and she's fighting another furry bird mm-hmm. and she wakes up screaming and then and starfire wears her earrings to bed sociopath and then what scott like, I understand, like, Scott has to wear, like, his glasses, which also, can you imagine wearing glasses to sleep and that'd be so uncomfortable? But he has to. He has to, right? Although, you know, I think he's goggles. a sleeping mask? Or, like, goggles? Something slightly comfier, comfier than, like, his Ray-Bans? But no, he was just wearing his Ray-Bans in bed. Mm-hmm. Which, I get it. But why is she in, like, her, her earrings? She's gonna, like, get a torn earlobe. She, I, when I was little, I used to sleep in my earrings. Um, oh, but really? I had studs, so I wouldn't, like, it wouldn't bother me as much. And my mom would always tell me, like, how do you sleep in your, like, jewelry? And I was like, it doesn't bother me, mom. I'm cool. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, get it off. <laughs> I'm like, take it off, because I feel it stabbing me. Yeah. So that's just fucking annoying. So, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, I guess she doesn't feel it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we see her wake up. Starfire runs down, being a good mm-hmm. friend, and she hugs her. And she's like, "What's going on?" And then we get a retelling of the story of the fucking <laughs> of the of her nightmare. Her nightmare. Thank you. Sorry, I was looking at their living room. I was like, "This living room is nice." Yeah. And then um, she, <laughs> Starfire's like, "Well, it was only a dream." And then Raymond's like, "You don't understand, Starfire. My dreams come true sometimes." Right. <laughs> Beast Boy comes in it's just... and he's like, what's cooking dolls? Is Raven okay? Just a little kid. Yep. And then he he changes. I, I don't know how this works because like he supposedly changes into the bird from her dream to illustrate it, right? But 
I don't imagine Raven is descriptive enough and he's imaginative enough to actually come together with like an actual representation of it. Yeah. But apparently he does. And then Starfire is like, it's on site. Yeah. And just goes to kill him. Yep. He changes back to himself. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, whoa, <laughs> don't do that. It's me. And then Starfire was like, it's not a joke. <laughs> I could have fucking murdered your ass. I'm so powerful. <laughs> right. We love her. So Starfire alert alerts like the red alert code red. Yeah, because she's like, if it is the Phoenix, then like it's go time. Yes. And then it's the high, highest priority signal and you start kind of seeing it. And again, we get another like fun way of introducing the heroes that we'll be reading about. So we get Kid Flash. Kid Flash, thank you. I'm always like Speedster. We <laughs> Kid Flash and he's stopping crime somewhere in the city. Donna Troy. Yep, she flies in. And she was in a date. She was on a date or something. She's like, of course, the one time. The right. one time I take time myself. That would be me. <laughs> I'd be so <laughs> fucking annoyed. Like, these motherfuckers are the worst timing. <sighs> but whatever, I'll show up. Mm-hmm. So she shows up. And then we see... Cyborg, like, swings in. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, stopping crime in his city. And then yeah. they have everyone there. They're missing Robin, but... Starfire is like, it's too terrible. I need to wait for everyone to be here. And then they're just like, well, where's Robin? It's like, this is weird. He's not here. And so they go to find him. And then meanwhile, back in Gotham, mm-hmm. uh, Robin is foiling a robbery by the, uh, he thinks it's the intergang. Mm-hmm. It is not the intergang because. It is the one, the only, the creepy. What's his name? <laughs> Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, a.k.a. The Terminator, a.k.a. Term- Wormy Termy. Wormy Termy. And so that changes the game because he's like hardcore villain, right? Mm-hmm. And he he like knocks him unconscious. Yep, he is working with Darkseid's parademons. Mm-hmm. And yes. then he knocks him unconscious, just kick in the face. Yeah, that'll do it, honestly. So the red alert's going, and he can't. He's unresponsive, so that's why he's not going. Yeah, we're back to New York, home of John and Elaine. Wait, home of John and Elaine Gray, Jean's parents. Mm-hmm. They've also had a visitation. <laughs> Twilight Zone. They're upset, clearly, because they believe that their daughter's passed. She's not around anymore. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck, dude? You told us she was dead. Like, why is she coming to us? And I thought this line was funny because Scott says she was disintegrated before my eyes, Professor. As I understand it, that's death. <laughs> it's like, okay, sass. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get it though. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I kind of get the the defensive. Yeah. Like they're, they're angry and they're angry at the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So they kind of start saying that like everyone's had nightmares mm-hmm. at this point and they saw an apparition, a warning. And then the parents are like, we don't really care about that. We just want to know about our, like our kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then Professor X comes in. Yes. But it's, I, he is just so dramatic. Appar- he looks like in oh, what the hell is his name? In Power Rangers. Okay. The floating head. I don't know. Oh fuck. Hold on. I gotta look. All right. Up. All right. Power <laughs> Rangers. So, but he he is astral projecting himself in like the voice of God. Can you see? Is this gonna focus? Uh, it is not Does focusing. It look crazy. Fuck. I'll send you a picture. Hold on. Okay. Thank you. His name was Zordon. 
Zordon. And he gave them the orders usually. Oh, okay. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna screenshot this sent to you. Anyway, we keep talking about the comic book. Yeah, no, he's astral projecting in, but he lo- he's like the voice of God. He's like creating light and sparkles. Like I'm pretty sure there's a fog machine in there. Oh god. <laughs> this is it's more dramatic than it needs to be. He's a con man. He is. Better open the page. Okay. Marlon Brando wishes he had his flair. Truly, yes. Mm-hmm. It would be a very cool Instagram filter. This is very pretty. Okay. So oh then my God, what is this? It's the Power Rangers. This is awful. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine can you imagine like if if that was what Zoom calls looked like? Uh no. So it reminds me of that. Okay. But I used to watch the Power Rangers a lot. So friends of the podcast, email us. <laughs> oh, and where can they email us at? We are the sidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat the sidekicks at gmail.com. Capital T H E, capital S E I D, like dark side, capital K I C K S at gmail.com. Always stay plugging. <laughs> All right, so we see him being terrifying. I think he just went over this uh, mm-hmm. because I was definitely looking at the other thing. So next page. Yep, we find out that there have been weird energy signatures at all of the places, at all of the locations where, I don't know, Jean Grey had like a manifestation. Mm-hmm. I have not read this storyline, but it's a bunch of different places. And so they're like, we can use this information to go to the next, to figure out where they'll be at the next place. Mm-hmm. To kind of like coordinate and then still later. Meanwhile, yes, he's just, he got dumped in the trash. Yeah. Which is also, where's Batman? Like this is in Gotham. Well, he is taking a break. He's on vacation. <laughs> he's also in the trash somewhere. He is also trash. So we get Bird Garfield. What's his name? Mm-hmm. Beast Boy. And he's like, nice changeling. He's changeling. Uh, he's like, nice neighborhood. And then cyborg kind of checks him he's like watch mm-hmm. it greenie i live in a neighborhood like this uh which i appreciate yeah. and then they're like can you help him to raven she's like i can try donna tries like this is like out of character like he should be able to handle himself like why is <laughs> this couldn't have been normal people <laughs> and then it's like it wasn't normal people it was the terminator bom, bom, bom. he is not drawn well in this by the way no. like it is it is very obvious that like the artists who are illustrating this are very familiar with the X-Men and are not familiar with the Teen Titans. Yeah. So they go ahead or we get Starfire and she's like searching and she's like, yeah. I haven't found the evil one. And then she's like, well, you're the one that called us together. So can you finally tell us like why can we get the full story now? Yeah. And then she goes ahead and gives them the story of like she wasn't able. Yeah, it was while she was um, enslaved. Mm hmm. Like while she was enslaved on like the warship about to be transferred over, there was an emergency transmission about what in essence it's they get an emergency transmission from another like intergalactic empire world leader, right? Talking about how there is a threat that has destroyed an entire star system and in the process killed like five and a half billion people. Yeah. And they say it's because of Phoenix. Yeah. Or Phoenix. And again, we get another really cool panel mm-hmm. of her like face split between two panels do, 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 as she's telling the story. Yeah. And she's like, you're right. You know, I didn't notice that they didn't draw them like super well until you said that because <laughs> she does like her angry face is very, it's a little off. Yeah. Um. So then they base, she, wait, who is Liliandra? 
Lalandra? Uh, Lalandra. That's the other, that's the other planet leader. Okay. 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 So, th- so it, it's just, it's basically saying that like a news bulletin went out from a respected source, mm-hmm. an intergalactic news bulletin went out. Yeah. That about, like, like on site, you see her yeah. you fight, murder her. Yeah. Like she's, she will consume the universe. Yeah. Which fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She did kill a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so Starfire is like, we need, like, this is the threat that we need to fa- focus on right now. And if you are not with me, then I'll, then I need to go. Yep. And then we get a, cute, a kiss between her and Robin. And I was like, oh, and then they're like, they're basically like, yeah, it's their battle plan. They're like, well, we know that she's with the X-Men. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty much it. That's the plan. And then we get elsewhere. <laughs> I love the later, still later. Meanwhile elsewhere <laughs> transition words yes love it slade wilson <laughs> aka deathstroke the terminator the most expensive mercenary assassin in the world you know watching some daytime television he is he's chilling he's worth every penny so this is dark side hired him and so he's just chilling out in like dark side's base watching some tv and then another parademon or like uh, another parademon, like one of Darkseid's main yes. guys, is like, I want to fight you, human. And then yes. Deathstroke's like, what the fuck? And, you know, they, they get into the mm-hmm. fight and he breaks the parademon's um, sword. Yep. And then we get Darkseid, right? He comes in. Yeah. He's all like, you know, uh, you like... So long as you're useful to me, you live. And now I need you to go get the mutants. And then the parademon's like, totes, my goats, be back later, BRB. Yes. Understood, <laughs> boss. 10 for yeah. Roger that. <laughs> then we go to the X Mansion within the hour. Starfire just breaks right in. Bro, yes. She, just, <laughs> she li- literally breaks the house. <laughs> Cannonball style. <laughs> yep and xavier is like he's not asleep i think he's he's like he is asleep but like last time he took a nap uh someone broke into their house uh-huh. and so now he's like kind of like half dozing mm-hmm. and so he wakes up when she breaks his house because it's not subtle no she and then he's just like what the fuck and he throws up like a psychic wall and then she hits it and gets it knocked unconscious right and then we get cyborg and he has technology on his side and so yeah. he does like a sound wave. Just makes an annoying sound yeah and it like breaks <laughs> yeah professor x and then <laughs> raven's like stop it dude like he's in a lot of pain <laughs> and then robin comes in being like oh my god guys be chill can't like you can't just keep breaking you can't do this we're supposed to uphold law we're literally breaking all the rules we're kidnapping someone <laughs> Right. Well, we're not kidnapping, but we're like assaulting someone. <laughs> right. And the Dodge Boy's like, but you inspire people to kidnap people. For what? <sighs> Too funny. And so there he's like giving them their little lecture. Mm-hmm. And then we hear boom. And someone else broke into their house because there's no doors in this house. No. And no, why would you use the door? Right. And these are the parademons. Yes. And they're they break into it. And so now the, the funniest whoops that happens in the book is that well they get into this fight and the pair demons have been told like mm-hmm. like dossiers basically or profiles on all of the x-men yeah so they know how to fight against the x-men and like the teen titans have like really similar 
powers. So they, they don't though. I know they don't, but they see none of them do. None of them do. They're just like they see, they see in the comics. so they know there's a metal man. <laughs> they know there's a metal man, right? Colossus. And then yes. they see cyborg and they're like, that's the guy. Right. Right. And then they're just like, and it's like Kid Flash is running around. They're like, well, a he speedster. must be new. Yeah. And then, like, none of the rest of them have similar powers. No, no but one the through a wall. No one shoots out eye beams. You're absolutely right. No one summons a storm. But these are the bros of the comics, so they they're like it's the same powers, and they run with it, Miranda. <laughs> they just are like, yeah, totally. So they okay. So like for example, uh, Starfire Starfire can throw like energy from her hands and they put a a metal like hat on her because i think they think she's scott yeah because cyclops can shoot power from his eyes right so they put it on and then she's like whoa like i can't see (laughs) who turned out all the lights yes and then they basically shock the other two so that Mm -hmm. that makes them not be able to fight and then i think they forget did they fucking forget yeah. uh, Garfield? They did. They did. And so he just transforms into a parademon and follows and them. And follows them. And he's like, well, they're not human. So maybe I can do it. And then <laughs> they follow him. He's green. He's green. None of, like, they don't notice this neon green parademon that just joined up with them. Right. So they're all really incompetent. But that thought, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. that They're like, yeah, they have, like, the same powers. I'm like, I don't really think they do, but... LOL, not yeah. the best henchman. So they take him back to a place in New Mexico where Slade is at. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing back, I believe this is where they bring him back. No, 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 no. They don't bring him back there. They take them back to where Darkseid is. We just flash over oh, to okay. um, where, where Slade is because yes. his whole thing, he's security, right? He's in essence security for Darkseid. Mm-hmm. And so um, the parademons have been going to each of like the places that are significant to Dark Phoenix to like soak up residual energy. And so they go to like the last place to soak up the last of it. Yes. And then that's when the, and then the X-Men attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they start fighting. We get a fight between Wolverine and Slade and they're both like, I'm awesome. <laughs> And yeah. like, I'm awesome. Like, really, you missed. So how awesome are you? Um, and then Colossus is in charge of putting the device out of commission, which is like this big silo looking thing. Mm-hmm. It just Hulk smashes it, basically. Yeah, amazing. I wish I could be that strong. And then we get Storm. <laughs> and then, oh, my God, I remember. You should be, you should be She-Hulk for Halloween. Not oh, this Halloween, I next should. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to bulk up. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, back to this. I remember now because I thought it was weird. So Miranda said it was because it was like significant places that they went to this to these places. This mm-hmm. one was where they boned. <laughs> yeah. And they wrote that in the comic. Like this is where they first consummated their yes. relationship. <laughs> and so Storm is like highly upset. She's like, how fucking dare they come here? This is like their intimate location. Storm is like, I can only imagine the best gal pal in the universe. Honestly, yes. Girl coded out. This entire comic that proves that to me, the way she was comforting Jean's parents, the way she gets like upset on Jean's behalf. Yes. <laughs> like, like, very she, cool. She's got it. She's yeah. got the girl code. Yes, absolutely. So Slade is like, he recognizes that it's the X-Men. He's like, why are they getting involved in this? Right. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> You know, he 
that talks about how awesome they are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wow, these guys are in the same universe. I've never seen them. This is amazing. <laughs> get their autograph. <laughs> so we see them fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get this fun. He okay. He suplexes Colossus, <laughs> and then we get this fucking like Superman pose of yes. him. Oh fuck! I clicked an ad. Uh, <laughs> so is a is a suplex like the any time that they flip them? A suit? No, it, a suplex. The way I understand it is this flip right here, where you grab them right from the front and then flip them like oh at hundred and eighty. Yeah, that's a suplex. Okay, okay. So it's like an it's an alley oop. Yeah, because the other one, when I was like, we kind of suplexes, but he doesn't because he does, like, he, like, spins him mm-hmm. in the earlier panel when I was talking about it. Mm-hmm. No, suplex is, like, really hard, I think, because you I have mean, to lift the human above your head. Yeah. And then drop them on their back. Yeah, that that looks dangerous, too. So. Okay, so he suplexes him off a cliff. Amazing. <laughs> and then he's just like, okay, I did it. <laughs> he's like, I beat them. And they're like, should we rebuild this? And he's like, no time. We'll have to, we're behind schedule. The big guy has to be content with what he's got, considering who our prisoners are. I don't think he'll mind. And the big guy is dark side. Yep. Yeah. Then they go back to the wall. Oh, it looks so cool. I just stared at this panel because I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it looks so cool though. It does. Meanwhile, like the pair demon is back to dark side and he's like, I have got the X-Men for you. Yes. <laughs> Like, what am I even looking at? Like, and then this guy, he says, if this is your idea of a joke, Ravok, I'm not amused. Because <laughs> he knows he didn't bring the right super people. It's it, he, he sent him out to kidnap Santa Claus and he came back with the Easter Bunny. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as they're there, I think Slade shows up, right? Yeah. Slade yeah. comes back from his mission and he's got the X-Men conveniently. Yes. They just have all of the people now yep okay but okay this is what cracked me up so the parademon he's okay so slade is not slade dark side mm-hmm. is like dude you didn't get who i asked you and then the parademon's like dread lord they were the x-men they were at the x-men's dwelling their descriptions and abilities matched and that was his whole thing he's like it's super people that's what you wanted right <sighs> okay and then he's also like you moron do you not <laughs> see that there's a green one <laughs> You not see? <laughs> you had a stowaway. <laughs> it's oh, it's so funny. And he just points him out, and the way they drew fucking Beast Boy, he's like, uh oh, <laughs> I got like, caught. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, you know. And then Dark Side's like, I just, I can't with you. I can't with you. And so he disintegrates him. Yeah, solid. I low key understand. <laughs> right. Yep. And so once again, this is like the second time we've seen superheroes. Like I'm sure it just happens all the time. Like mm-hmm. how you said in, in The Incredibles, when Syndrome catches them and they're yeah. like held up with like fancy equipment. Yep. Yep. So they're all. I believe they're all awake now. They've returned consciousness. Yeah. So all the X Men are like crucified onto this machine, mm-hmm. and then they just they didn't they weren't expecting the Teen Titans, so they just put them in like little pods. So and it, it's revealed. That dark side is going to summon Dark Phoenix. A seance of supernatural yes. proportions. <laughs> oh my god. A seance. Reveal yourself if you're here. Talk to the spirit box. <laughs> the REM pod. Oh my god. <laughs> it's dark side and like the Terminator with like a Ouija board. 
Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Come at me, bro. If you're here, bro, make a noise. Make a noise. You little bitch or what? Right? What the fuck was that? Oh my god. <laughs> we asked what it to that? do. <laughs> We're shocked that we asked it to do that it did what we asked it to do. Right. Amazing. So they do summon yes. her, and it's just beautiful. It's like this swirling fire that's mm-hmm. happening. I to to give our listeners kind of kind of a visual idea of this book. Absolutely. Um, anytime that they depict the Phoenix Force, um, they use kind of like they they use like cloud lines. These like Art Nouveau uh, linear like Art Nouveau line style of drawing, and then the color palette is all warm pastels, and it is absolutely stunning. It's very like nineteen seventies. Like I just think it's chic. Yes, it is very nice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so we see, you know, light flares brighter than the brightest star and a voice is heard. Who dare? And it's fucking Dark Phoenix. It's fucking sick. Yeah. She looks evil. Oh, so cool. So again, <laughs> we get, sorry, I was just like, yes, the bad bitch is here. <laughs> I know she destroyed worlds, but she's strong as fuck. And then she says, who's summoning Dark Phoenix? And they change the font to like some yeah. hardcore ass font and then dark side and then again this is cool tones is dark mm-hmm. side is blue helmet purple again lights kind of pastel mm-hmm. and then she's red hair yellow outfit with red highlights very cool and he says i dark side and then that's us like oh, and the sidekicks we didn't make the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and they hold hands and then scott's like gene no there's a lot of subtext in them holding hands yeah he's like you're cheating on me i'm happy to see you but you can only hold my hand and he hangs his head mm-hmm. and then dark side's like don't waste your breath young lean she's mine that's when he hangs his head and says no yep and then again the fucking teen times are in these pods <laughs> they're just like uh excuse me uh i don't want to intrude or anything but would you right. be telling us what this is all about if it's not too much trouble i mean it would really like oh <laughs> and that's fucking beast boy and he's like i had to ask you and then dark side's the, a war human between gods and he explains who he is he's dark side yep and that he's going to basically like use earth as a what's the word what's the word when like you're using them a proxy Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna use Earth like as a as a proxy to help further his goals in his war against uh, New Genesis, right? So he's going to like basically turn Earth into volcano world. Yeah, and kill everybody. Mm-hmm. We have a panel of like a cool animal, um, and his head, and he's just describing his evil plan. And then we get Cyborg, and he's like. Oh, you son of a bitch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, if I wasn't in this cell, I'd hit you myself. And then Dark Phoenix just immediately calls him on it. She's like, uh-huh, I'll eat you up. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And then they leave. They boom tube away. Yeah. When they leave, everyone gets freed, basically. Mm-hmm. Raven's having, like, a breakdown because she's like, he is, like, a void of feeling of, I'm an empath and he has no feelings <laughs> Oh my God, he's going to kill everybody and feel no remorse. Are you saying, are you saying that, that he's a sociopath? He's apparently <laughs> never met one. Right. Which is a damn lies. This is a fucking like eighties. Like she definitely met someone. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. So they're dealing with Raven and then they're like, we got company and the X-Men are like crawling off <laughs> where they were at. <laughs> yep. 
this is like the meet cute <laughs> they're like oh, i'm this person i'm that person yep you're a fellow big-haired strong woman that is strongly coded to be a person of color i'm a big-haired strong woman that is a person of color amazing we'll be besties yep very cool we see it we mm-hmm. see like the leads say hi so robin and scott and then kitty's like oh garfield's like my age he looks- at least his age appropriate <laughs> yeah um yeah. unlike the weird flirting between her and colossus very weird. i'm sorry i did not realize he was that old i didn't know she was that young yeah i mean both yeah no none yeah. of it's okay yeah all of it is like ooh, questionable it's <laughs> right in the trash scrap that storyline yep. burn it okay so then we see fucking wolverine's like i don't like this working with kids ain't my style literally he's older than everyone so it is his style he always works hey. with kids to be fair, to be fair, like the entire, almost the entire X-Men team at this point is like adults and they've been adults for a while. Mm, like Kitty's the only kid. That's fair. That is fair. You know, whereas the Teen Titans range in age from like 16 to 20. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're right. I'll give them that. So we see them, they are working together. And so, okay, what ends up happening is like they let them go, but they're like stranded. Yeah. And so they don't really have a way back to Earth. Mm-hmm. now were they on an asteroid or the asteroid was coming towards them um i think they were on the asteroid okay and so like they because um where dark side set up camp wasn't new it wasn't apocalypse mm-hmm. it was just like a, a base camp basically and mm-hmm. then they boomed to he boom tubed his entire like group away and so the teen titans are just left where they were which I think is on like an asteroid in space. And so it has an artificial atmosphere, but it is rapidly being destroyed. Mm -hmm. It's like presumably Darkseid took all the technology that was maintaining it with him. Right. And so they're on a bit of a time crunch. They've got to figure this out. Professor X and Cyborg both sense that there's just a weird thing out in space. Right. They do course to find the weird thing and they're using the blast to push them. Yeah. Yeah. they're They're on like a little asteroid and they're jet propulsioning it through space yes and they find a fucking chair <laughs> literally a chair floating mm-hmm. in space <laughs> and then they're like what the hell is this and then they get a, a interesting mm-hmm. thing where they're like oh okay so i think it's the sister kid flash and uh storm are having a conversation and he's like your steel pals are russian and then she's like and i'm african kid flash is that important <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, check his ass. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, time period because like the 80s were the 80s. Cold War. So um, and then meanwhile, like they're just trying to figure out the problem before they all die. And then the two kids are like flirting. Yes. And they sit on the chair because it's a big chair. And then they like disappear. Yep. On the chair and like, oh, my God, where'd you go? Because she wishes like I just wish I was home. Yep. And they send it back and then they kind of come back. Yep. And that's when. They figure it out like, oh, it's like mentally mm-hmm. powered. Exactly. Because it's the Morbius chair. Yeah. So Beast Boy turns into what kind of dinosaur is this, Miranda? It isn't a dinosaur. It's a dragon. Oh, it's a dragon. Okay. So, but if it was a dinosaur, it would probably be a pterodon because it does not have teeth. So he turns into that and he holds onto the chair mm-hmm. and then everyone latches onto him because he's huge. Yeah. Huge. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand why this was a puzzle to begin with. It's a giant fucking chair. Like 
It's a giant fucking chair that moves around telepathically. Presumably, they could have done multiple trips and been fine. Yeah, because they had already proven that it can leave and come back. Yeah. You just need like one person that can control it. Yeah, like I don't I don't know why there was a problem of like, well, now we need to figure out how we could all fit on the chair. They had they had um like a page count they had to reach. Like just make them a fucking dragon dinosaur, it'll be fine. Right. And then Colossus gets jealous. Yeah, and then like he speaks another language and then Starfire kisses him to learn the language. Yeah. And then Kitty gets mad and is like slut shaming over here right and it's like mm. yeah that's and then you know robin but, who's actually dating starfire is just like yeah no she does that it's fine <laughs> it yep. means nothing that's how she learns languages yep it's presumably she's also macking on um nightcrawler because right. he's speaking german true so they get on the chair and they transport to new york city mm-hmm. and now there's a big ass dinosaur over new york city it's not a dinosaur it's a big ass dragon I mean, it looks like a dinosaur, but it is a dragon. Yeah. Okay. So they're there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a cool panel of them over. It is. It looks really cool. Mm -hmm. They're like, um, uh, they're following Dark Phoenix's telepathic signature, Mm -hmm. and they discover that she is apparently below a concert. Dangerous. Yeah. In Central Park. Yeah. And then, like, we, I think, so I think, like, there's a, one of the things that they do in this comic is they kind of illustrate like the differences between um, the Teen Titans and like the mutants as or in the X-Men as like teams. Mm-hmm. And so part of that is with like the whole exchange of Kid Flash being like, he's Russian, you know, and then Storm basically being like, yeah, none of it matters. We're all like our government actively wants to kill us because we're mutants. Like, yeah, like we have to, you know, come together and yeah attached with our similarities versus our differences yeah and then another part of it is this exchange where starfire talks about how like they can't start a fight here because there's like half a million people at this concert Mm -hmm. and then the x-men are just like oh well you know you can't win them all yeah they're like humans are assholes so they (laughs) die die, they die (laughs) it's for the greater good they get transported underground it's very like magic carpet ride the chair (laughs) so they're just like Uh Here's a problem. Not a problem. You got a magical chair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're down there and they're they're still trying to like find her. So they're trying to like figure out where she's at. And yeah. they're trying to like use the power of smell at yeah. the moment. Because that's what they have. And then Deathstroke shows up. It is like, screw you. Yep. That's what villains do. It is. And then the... There's a fight between... They refer to them as the (sighs) ex-Titans. Yes. Yeah. And the parademons, they're going off. And Donna Troy's over here just launching them over her head. Yeah. She's awesome. Yes. Love it. And then we get Starfire. And she's Mm -hmm. like, yes, I get to be the monstrosity that I am. Fuck (laughs) these guys. (laughs) She's so excited. She can just like go full force on these like parademons because usually she... She like holds back. <laughs> yeah. And I love that for her, honestly. I, it's great. I'm watching the Titans TV show right now. Uh-huh. And like I'm in the first season. And Starfire, she's killing people. Like just straight up. They are love dead. It. They are cremated. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Does not hesitate. Like they mildly annoys them. They're setting off one red flag in her brain. And she's like, Well, we're done here. Yep. 
so, so that we're you know they're we're fighting we're seeing everyone like show off their powers and stuff storm is over here they said storm bring down the roof she does yeah um and then death strokes like but it's okay she didn't slaughter a bunch of people because she manipulated the cave-in to trap everyone in pockets yeah they're like we didn't kill everybody and he's like i gotta go tell my big boss what's going on so he kind of like mm-hmm. bolts and then we get them all running up and they find like the actual evil lair and then some one of the para the para teams is like dark side my oh no 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 that's uh is that who is saying that that has to be dark phoenix yeah that's dark phoenix dark I'm phoenix sorry. is the like way... i sense them in the force we have yes. company and he's like i see we'll set up our defenses and then ter- the and then wormy termy runs in and is like they're like we've got company and he's like mm-hmm. i know Yes, sorry. The way his little head is on this on this one, where they're it's mm-hmm. like the overhead shot. I know and it then, looks like he's talking. No, I was like, wait a second, hold on, no, 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 it can't be that. There's no way. I thought it said my lord initially. All right. Anyway, I had to explain my. Confusion. Oh, I okay, got it. <laughs> I I was fully down for you accepting that this random demon is calling Dark Side his love. I was and like, yes, <laughs> that's the side hoe. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, yeah, I know that they're here, and then. Mm-hmm fucking starfire she's like i hate you bitch <laughs> she runs up and like shoots her with like sun power yeah. and then dark phoenix is like you are so dumb that is how i get my power so now i'm fully charged and she <laughs> fucking whoops on her mm-hmm. she whoops on starfire and then nightcrawler like dunks on her yes because it's like two full teams against this person <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Raven comes up with her fursona. <sighs> yes, and hugs her. <laughs> yes. She breaks free. She's super strong. Well, she doesn't just break free. She like traumatizes Raven. Oh, always. Yeah, because like it's it's right. She's Raven's hugging her with her like her soul self. Yeah. And then she's like, she's looking around at like her soul self and she's like, you and I are the same. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like me. That means you don't like you. Then she holds up a mirror. Yes. And then fan in the mirror starts playing. Um oh my god. And then I Dark Side's kind of like, okay. Yep. And then um Dark Side's like, all right, well, I mean, this is inconsequential. Strike. And Dark Phoenix just shoots a beam into a hole. Yep. And we find out that they've drilled a hole to the center of the earth and that that beam is going to cause the earth's core to go super nuclear and to bubble up and consume New York and start terraforming the planet into a new apocalypse. Bum, 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 bum. Raven's it's on the floor. She's so us. random. <laughs> yes. Do you know how long it would take to drill into the middle of the earth? Right. So long. No one's done it. No one's been able to do it because the earth is so hard. Yeah. You can't do a straight hole. I learned this in geology 10 years ago. You can't dig a straight hole down. You have Mm -hmm. to like, like go in and like around. You gotta go around the rocks. Yeah, because it's so hard. So like, I don't know, whoever dug this hole, strong as fuck. Or if it was just her blasting into the middle, super Mm -hmm. strong. Uh, When I was like eight, I got traumatized by the movie Core. I never watched that movie. (laughs) It's not good. Okay, but it scared you. (laughs) It did. It scared me because it's um it's a team that's going to the center of the earth, like the Magna center of the earth, because like, I don't know, the earth is like reverse polarity or something. And so they have to like shock it back so that the birds stop dying. Mm-hmm. 
but it's the point is, is it's like, it's like a, a week long trip as they're going deeper and deeper in and it just keeps getting hotter and like the crew keep dying. No, that is scary. Yeah. Dark side's like, whatever you take care <laughs> of them. I'm, I'm done telling them my evil plan. Yeah. And then she's like, ha ha. Yes. And so she's living, she's trying to like kill everybody and mm-hmm. they have to stop her with <laughs> the power. It's just on the floor. Oh my God. Yeah. I, yes. And then <laughs> Professor Sex is like, blink, blink. Are you okay? <laughs> are you, are she you looks good? like she was run over. She does the way they drew her. Um, and she's crying. <laughs> yep. And then she's yeah. like, why me? Have I not suffered enough? <laughs> Very melodramatic. Professor X is just like, I, I don't know what to do here. I don't know you and I don't care. Well, you're, we're going to die. Like if we don't stop her, can you please either like shut up or just go and fight? Yep. And then they join forces to defeat dark Phoenix with the power of love. (laughs) They care bear stare her basically. They really do. They really, really do. Um, and yeah, that's too. Again, we get a really beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. The colors, she's like warm pastels. And then the background of it is like a seafoam green. Yeah. Um, very fun. It's beautiful and um gorgeous. You know, gorgeous. And they're overwhelming her with love. love. <laughs> and apparently that disrupts her enough that she's like, oh no, I'm fading. <laughs> I'm weakening. Darkseid yeah. notices, and he's like, Phoenix! And then we fucking Wolverine and Darkseid are still fighting, and they're just, like, having a pissing contest. <laughs> like, every time they fight, they're like, ooh, good dodge. Mine's better. Yeah. But, but you can't beat me. <laughs> it's stupid. It's, yes, it's just, they're there. It's funny, but yeah. it is. And then all of the, the, like, all of the rest of the ex-Titans dogpile on Darkseid to hold him down. Yes. And then Starfire blinds him. Yes. I love the ferocity of Starfire. Starfire, yeah. when she's just like, mm, I will I will kill you. Don't get it twisted. These humans have laws. I don't. So deal with it. I love it. And then Robin psychs out Dark Phoenix because he's like, oh, you're feeling weak? Maybe you should draw your power in, like the power you shot towards the center of the earth. And she's like, yes. Mm-hmm. And okay. again, we had another very pretty panel Mm -hmm. she's pulling it through and she has my power has been restored face me now x titans if you dare yeah they're like hey the hell pit got sealed (laughs) she pulled all the stuff out of it Mm -hmm. and then she's like it isn't enough i'm fading i can't stop myself help me i don't want to die she's very Mm -hmm. sad and then and then dark side is just like what if you possess somebody yeah she says come my once and former love embrace your destiny so she's talking to scott yep she pops into scott and then it's too much for her yes it's she's like the last unicorn you know that's she's she now knows regret she now knows love she Mm -hmm. can't do it yeah she leaves yes and again very pretty panels Mm -hmm. we see a phoenix in the clouds pink very nice and then she like grabs, yep, she grabs Darkseid and takes him back to Apocalypse because she's pissed off at him. Yeah. That's kind of where it ends. Yeah. Oh, oh, it ends right as like the concert is coming to a crescendo. And so everyone's like, oh, fireworks, sick. Yeah, honestly, if I was in the concert and I saw him like, wow, that was amazing. Like I would be <laughs> that person as well. Right. Man, what's the pyrotechnics budget here? 
<laughs> Jeez, we're like, damn, this is the city. The city put this on. This is nice. <laughs> My tax dollars. What's going on? <laughs> like, I I will support this if this is the production level I'll get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, the X Men, the Teen Titans are debriefing, and uh, they did not draw Beast Boy green. Oh, where is this? This one? Yeah, it's on. Uh, this... Oh, I see him. He has green hair. Yeah, is not green. Green in the skin. Oh. <laughs> I completely missed it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll put that one on it. Yes. Oh no, I, I fucked it. Okay, let me try again. <laughs> okay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know they're just talking and like Scott's like sad, um, mm-hmm. because sad, saddy boy Scott is his whole thing. Yeah. Which you makes know, sense, honestly, but I don't want to be mean. But I yeah, it he's a dick, but at the same time, like he is genuinely grieving the woman he loves. Yeah, it is sad. Mm-hmm. and then you know storm is just kind of postulating being like well i don't know i mean i i know she's dead but if 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 she's dead and that was just dark phoenix then who warned us Ooh, spooky season we need another seance <laughs> right epilogue yes metron he, the chair's back <laughs> gets back in his chair his lazy boy yes uh and he's just basically like everything's back in its place and yeah yeah he's just like everything's kind of back and he thanks an old friend for revealing the answer to get another mystery of the source yep it, it all all's well that ends well mm-hmm. and then we get this cool ass panel and then the chair's floating mm-hmm. and that's it that's the end yeah yeah so how do you feel about it I liked it. I like the Teen Titans, so it's not really a big... And I like X-Men, too. So, yes. yes. I like it. Um, um, I would... Would you recommend this? Oh, absolutely. This one was fun to read. It's. I don't know how I could recommend it, considering it is not just out of print. It is not legitimately available anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also <laughs> would recommend this, but like, good luck finding it, everyone. <laughs> yeah. It was... I found... Okay. So in the 90s, uh, Marvel published a bunch of like the crossovers that they had distribution rights to in like a, a book. And so mm-hmm. I was trying to track that down. As far as I can tell, that book has been out of print since like 1997. That's wild um yeah but it is a really fun story i think i would be interested in seeing this adapted mm-hmm. oh, like a show a good one it would be good because i was reading it and i was like this one would be really good as a movie or a mm-hmm. tv show animated series short story what if yeah i think it'd no. be really really fun i mean this one i think would go really well uh, with like the current direction that uh disney's been taking marvel's like entertainment mm-hmm yeah i think it'd be really fun mm-hmm. um because it's so simple like <laughs> it's like yeah here's a team here's a team common problem let's get together fight it and it wasn't like we mentioned in the beginning it wasn't like team versus team it was like we have to work together to get this down like bring it down and i agree with you that it's very i think it does meet the way disney has been moving forward with marvel because there's a lot of like we have to work together to save the world yeah, and there's no like dick measuring. Yeah. There's no rock'em sock'em and there's no dick measuring. Like it's just they meet each other in good faith. Yeah. So and it's funny. So I think it would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it. Uh any producers, shoot your shot. Tell Disney yeah. you want to make it. <laughs> Talk to the mouse. Talk to the mouse. See if he'll if he's he'll whisper in the board's ear. <laughs> 
but yeah I liked it a lot it was a really good pick thank you quick read too it's nice yeah what will we be reading next week? Well, to confirm our theme of our exploration in comic books reaction to fandom, um, next week we are going to be talking about the self-aware and the and a little bit of the fan service. And we are going to be reading uh, part of the anime, uh, Animal Man run from that ran from 1988 to 1995. Okay. We are specifically going to be reading Animal Man book three, Deus Ex Machina which covers um, issues 18 through 26. All right. That sounds exciting. I've never heard of it. So I'm excited to read it. And Miranda, where can the people find you? Well, if you'd like to find me, I am Dynamite Miranda on TikTok. I, uh, I, I'm your friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. I talk about comic books and I go live twice a week on Thursdays and Saturdays at about 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I repeat, I am Dino Mighty Miranda. Dino is in Dinosaur. Mighty is in Mighty Mouse. Miranda, that's my name. Don't wear it out. If you'd like to reach out to us as a group, we are The Sidekicks on Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at thesidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, the sidekicks capital T-H-E, capital E, or capital S-E-I-D, capital K-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. And where can they find you? So the people can find me on Instagram and TikTok as, or under, at, at, <laughs> or chata chica. Um, as yeah. under, at. At, under, at, find me. <laughs> uh, yeah, or chata chica. Um, I'm planning on posting more on TikTok. I got to get like a calendar and like make a schedule and stuff. Look me up. I draw mostly. I got, I like stamps. So I'll probably be making more stamps. But Ooh. yeah. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next week. Nope. You'll listen to us next week. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, we are recording this like the day before Halloween, but this will not come out until almost Christmas. I hope you have all your holiday shopping done. Oh gosh. Yes. If not make some stuff, (laughs) Uh, go get gift cards. Um, Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, we're all done today. So we will again, talk to you later. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. This was another super awesome episode of the sidekicks with Alayda and Miranda. We don't have a jingle. So I make one up every week at the end of the show. Yeah.